Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to episode four of the Air Power Hour. Tech Sergeant Check here, and joining me this week is the Command Chief of the Air Force Recruiting Service, Chief Master Sergeant Antonio Goldstrom. Chief Goldstrom joined the Air Force from Las Vegas, Nevada in 1993. Chief Goldstrom has held a multitude of positions in many locations around the world, to include proudly serving as a first sergeant for over six years. As the senior enlisted leader, Chief Goldstrom executes the commander's intent and is responsible for advising on all aspects of employment, training, readiness, resilience, and development of recruiters and staff operating from over 1,000 recruiting stations worldwide. In our conversation, Chief gave some sound advice for both new airmen and everyone currently serving. It was an honor to sit down with Chief. I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Chief Master Sergeant Antonio Goldstrom. To all units, proceed to your post assignment. All units, proceed to your post assignment. Welcome to the Air Power Hour. All right, and welcome back to the Air Power Hour. Uh, my name is Tech Sergeant Lee Chekovich. I'm the host, and in this episode, I am extremely excited. I have the opportunity to have the command chief of the Air Force Recruiting Service, Chief Antonio Goldstrom. Chief Goldstrom, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sergeant Check. Thanks so much. And it's me that's, that's excited to be here, be here with you and your audience and uh, get the chance to just chat and visit. Yeah. There's not a lot of, I mean, you don't really get an opportunity like this to have, mm -hmm. you know, your boss's boss's boss come in <laughs> and you're you're coming all the way from AFRS headquarters mm -hmm. in Texas and you had to brave the cold fall weather we have yeah. up here. You, you doing okay? Doing great. You know, it's it's actually, it's it's a nice, crisp, little bit of a bite to it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, different from San Antonio where it's 90 degrees and humid. Oh, but uh, definitely, it's great to be up here. Never yeah. been to Wisconsin before. No, never. Mm. And- Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that the Chief Goldstrom has a, a pretty big uh, task ahead of him after this podcast. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I know the podcast is a pretty big thing. It's a pretty yeah, big deal. Absolutely. But he just said, first time in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. Chief Goldstrom, you are, you're going to be doing some PT later, right? A little bit, yeah. So, uh, the Brewers have uh, given us a great honor to, uh, uh, they've asked me to throw out the first pitch at tonight's game. And uh, they're going to also uh, highlight John Thomas a little bit later in the game. So, uh, I'm an old baseball player, oh, but yeah. uh, I've never thrown off the mound. Uh, I've never thrown a baseball wearing blues. So, this is definitely going to be interesting tonight. Yeah, I hope like uh, the the straps that we keep our blues yeah. nice and tight. I hope that doesn't snap, but I think you got it. I think Thank you. Got you. It. I, pre I appreciate the confidence. I'll be down there too. I'm part of your, and I'm putting quotes, I'm part of your social media team too. Okay, great. So, I'll be down there awesome. uh, to cheer you on. <laughs> great. So, the reason why we have you on the podcast, Chief, is I want to know a little bit about your Air Force story. Mm -hmm. I know you've had a long tenured career mm -hmm. uh, and and what we want to do is we want to be able to share that story with other yeah. people. So, can you start off with telling us when you decided to join the Air Force? Yeah. Um, thanks. That's a, that's a great question and thanks for that. So, for me, it was probably about the sixth grade. Um, I had my one of my best friends in the world. Uh, his name is Brian Mayfield. We've known each other since the second grade. Uh, growing up in California at the time before I moved to Las Vegas. And um, he brought into school one day uh, a picture book. And it was a picture book of Air Force jets. And I I had, had compl was completely unfamiliar with the Air Force. Uh, I had a cousin that just joined. Um, and so I had that, like a, I had an interest. I had some familiarity, but hadn't really dove too deep into that. And um, my, uh, my very good friend, my best friend, Brian Mayfield, uh, was actually first introduced me to it. 
And then when we moved to Las Vegas, I joined a great program called uh, Naval Junior ROTC nice. in high school. And uh, along with doing a couple of other things in high school, uh, Junior ROTC was one of those things that really was something I enjoyed. And I think, you know, to to kind of help uh, your listeners understand kind of where I'm coming from on this, um, I, I have to give you a little bit more background. So, my, sure. I am the oldest son of U.S. immigrants. Uh, my dad's okay. from Argentina. My mom's from Cuba. And they immigrated to the United States uh, back in the probably the late 60s. Uh, met, you know, uh, had me in, yeah. <laughs> in 1975. But um, as a lot of immigrant families do, they struggled. And we were mm-hmm. hom- homeless for a brief period of time. Um, so, I, I knew that whatever I was going to do uh, after my high school days, and uh, I wanted something with structure. You know, unfortunately, my grades weren't where they needed to be uh, to mm-hmm. potentially go into college. And, of course, the, the family couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. So I decided to enlist. And uh, I'll tell you, it's the second best decision I've ever made. Uh, the best decision, you know, we celebrate our 23 years of, uh, uh, of being married uh, in March. Uh, there you go. Mary. But uh, yeah, I joined the Air Force. And, uh, you know, so I joined because uh, I thought the planes were cool, right? Growing, yeah. up, growing up just outside Nellis Air Force Base, watching Red Flag, um, mm-hmm. all the jets come in, you know, they return just over the house and you can see the pilot. I stayed for 29 years now. Because uh, I fell in love with the people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, serving as a first sergeant was something that for me was a great calling, but uh, it gave me an opportunity to really serve people. And I just fell in love with them. I fell in love with people like you, people that look like you, that do the things that you do. Because uh, I found uh, at this point in my career, uh, my job is to give back everything that's been given to me. The people that have poured into us, that have loved us that have guided us and mentored us, it's now my job to give all that back. And shame on me if I, if I, if I don't do any of that. So that's my Air Force story, right? Why I yeah. came in, why I stayed, and kind of my focus now. And how long were you a first sergeant? Six years and three months. Six years. Yeah. So you have given back. I well, mean, that's six years of being a first sergeant. That's your, what is your main focus as a first sergeant? Yeah. So, as a first sergeant, uh, much like a command chief now, you know, uh, uh, an enlisted advisor to my commander, mm-hmm. uh, I like to say that I'm the Robin to my Batman. Uh, General Thomas laughs when I say that because then he says all he can see me is wearing little yellow tights <laughs> uh, as Robin yeah. would wear. But anyway, we digress. Um, as a first sergeant, uh, the responsibility, you know, the leadership triad that exists in most operational Air Force units. Um, a commander, a chief, a first sergeant. In recruiting, we also have the production superintendent. It's got a very key leadership role within the organization. But in your operational Air Force unit, it's going to be the commander, chief, first sergeant. And while the the, the chief isn't focusing on operational aspects uh, of the squadron, the first sergeant is really dialed into and has the pulse of the enlisted and the officers and civilians of the organization. And then we'll pr- advise the commander on morale, welfare, discipline. You know, one of the one of the parts of the job was it was not very fun. Yeah. Was the discipline piece, but it, to ensure uh, a unit uh, based on good or discipline, you know, you had to do that, right? Absolutely. We have people that make mistakes. We have mm-hmm. people that commit crimes. Um, very few, but we have some. And uh, as a first sergeant, you're advising a commander through those processes and advising on left and right boundaries, right? Um, I've always said that commanders are uh, as strong as the advice that they're getting. Uh, and that command, that, that chief and that first sergeant are part of that. Yeah. Now, you're the command chief of Air Force Recruiting Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the day in the life of a command chief? Oh, wow. Um, you know, my son asks me this question all the time. 
dad, what'd you do today? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a great job. I almost have to pinch myself sometimes that I get the opportunity to do this and uh, do this with General Thomas, who I think your listeners heard from uh, before. He is a fantastic wingman, mm -hmm. and the uh, the ability to lead this organization with him has been uh, just one of the, the the finest points of my career. Um, day to day, it's a, it's a lot of traveling, right? So uh, was deployed previously uh, before coming into this job as command chief for Ninth sure. NFL and Operation Inherent Resolve. And I, I compare it similarly to that deployment, right, where it's a lot of battlefield circulation. It's a lot of getting on the road, coming to Oak Creek, Oak Creek Wisconsin and talking mm. to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's really, you know, in the Air Force Recruiting Service, just on the REGAF side alone, we have 2,700 recruiters and staff and civilians that make up the Air Force Recruiting Service. Wow. If you loop in the, the total force, guard and reserve, we get over 3,500 people. Um, and those 3,500 people are spread over 1,000 locations, right? So we're constantly on the road, um, seeing, touching, smelling, uh, what impacts our airmen. And, you know, as you can imagine, the challenges that our airmen face and, and sometimes by going out, seeing it, taking it back, working it, uh, that, that is probably the core of the job. And then, the opportunity to provide and really focus in on professional development, you know, I, or the development of our force and their families, right? I always say that I'm concerned about our people, their development, their assignments, their decorations, their reports, and their families. Um, my job is to prove that to them. Yeah. And uh, we try to prove it every single day. Yeah. Uh, I know from from this squadron, this standpoint, we we are very focused on on recognizing the individuals. I know our squadron commander, she is She's all about making sure that our people, that the tough work that it is, I, I know firsthand as being a recruiter, that is a tough job. And our commander here, she makes sure that these these individuals are recognized. Yeah, let's talk about Colonel Knight for a second, right? Yeah. I've had a few interactions with her and uh, she's absolutely fantastic. Um, she is. The, the men and women of this squadron are lucky to have her and I'm convinced of that. You know, you walk into a room, you can tell who the commander is. Mm -hmm. um, she's just an electric personality, very contagious, very positive. Uh, and personally, for me, I, that's something that I value a great deal. Yes. And she's a caretaker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, through and through, she takes care of her people. Mm -hmm. And that is, we see that from a, from being here at the headquarters, we see that on a day-to-day -day, yeah. uh, perspective. So, it, it is wonderful to have someone like that leading us. Yeah, absolutely. So, so have you, you, you said you've been in 29 years, correct? Mm -hmm. 29 years on November 14th. 29 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is amazing. Well, thank you for your service, oh, first and that. foremost. That, that's amazing. What is the best piece of advice that you've learned uh, throughout this 29-year career? The best piece of advice that I've learned through this 29-year career? You know, as I, as I mentioned, coming into the service, when I think about my background and my family, you know, and the, the struggles that we had early on when I was a child, is not taking for granted um, what... Well, let's let's visit one thing first, right? Um, the reason why we are all here uh, as members of the military is to serve our nation, serve our country, uh, to do our nation's work when called, right? And like you, uh, I've done a fair amount of that, uh, both in garrison and in the deployment environment all over the world. Now, let's talk about some of the intangible things, right? The structure, the the benefits of serving, you know, the camaraderie. You know, I'm still great friends with people that I met on the very first night uh, at my very first base. Uh, you know, Brian Vincent and Sean Nichols, uh, two of my closest friends that I met. Uh, Jeff Pond, who I just had dinner with last week, 
in Washington D.C. So the camaraderie that you you get out of service is something that I that I w- I've always appreciated. Uh, education, you know, as I mentioned, you know, grades coming into school uh, or coming into the service weren't where they needed to be, but mm-hmm. through the Air Force, uh, not only have I earned an undergraduate degree, but a graduate degree and a couple wow. of cer- professional certifications. So I think to answer your question is not taking for granted what the Air Force has and the opportunities for you and then take advantage of them when you have them. But then also, and probably this is the most important one, is be present. Be present in the moment that you're in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm guilty of this. Uh, there were times during my career that I, I was looking forward to the next thing. What is the next thing? And uh, by doing that, um, I took away the opportunity for myself to be present in the moment that I was in. Sure. And as especially now and being kind of a sentimental guy anyway, um, looking back in moments in my career that I probably didn't fully embrace the moment that I was in at that time. And um, that's relationships with people, um, the functions that maybe we were performing. Um, but uh, I think that that's probably the best advice that I would probably share with anybody is be present in the moment that you're in and take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. Yeah, that, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's play a little, let's do a little role playing here. So let's say I am an airman, a brand new airman who mm-hmm. just walked through the gateway to the Air Force at Lackland Air Force mm-hmm. Base, and I'm sitting down with Chief Goldstrom. What advice would you have for that brand new airman? Oh, wow. So this is very similar to a question that I will get um, when I'm engaging with airmen. And uh, a lot of times they'll ask me, hey, how do I make chief? Right. Yeah. Well, usually it's the, the best response is, you know, looking at you right now as a tech sergeant, well, be the best tech sergeant you can be. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then make master sergeant. Um, but really, it's five things uh, that I would probably share with, with any airman and every airman that kind of asks this type of question, you know, or best advice to give to a young airman. Um that's just coming in, right? And the first thing, be on time. Be on time for everything you do. It's a sign of respect. You know, time is precious. Uh, it's precious for us all, and we all value it in different ways. Uh, but the first thing I think I would probably advise a brand new is always be on time. Two, be in the right uniform, right? Yes. You know, uniforms are different. It's what makes us a military service. Now, we've already established I'm a former first sergeant, and you will oh, be yeah. amazed at how many people can't get the first two things right. <laughs> be in the right uniform, wear it properly, and be on time. Uh, the third thing, and this is something that personally I value a great deal, is uh, be positive. You know, no one likes yes. a negative Nancy. No one wants a Debbie Downer. No one, you know, th- we don't want those people to to infect kind of uh, the formation at large, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, be positive in everything that you do. Will you have bad days? Yes. Everyone has bad days. I have bad days. Um, but through that, sometimes I look in the mirror and go, okay, hey, that was a bad look today, so we're going to try better tomorrow, right? So, yeah. um, be on time, wear the right uniform, and be positive. Uh, fourth, and probably one of the most important ones is do what the Air Force asks you to do when they ask you to do it, right? Mm-hmm. There's no good time for PME. There's no good time for a deployment. There's no good time for an unexpected PCS, but the Air Force is asking you to do that for one reason or another. So do what the Air Force asks you to do when they ask you to do it. And fifth, and probably the most important one, this is, would especially apply to that very young airman just coming in, show me your five closest associates and I'll show you your Air Force future. I've had the privilege of being surrounded by and having been friends with and, and worked with some amazing people that are still in our Air Force today, serving at our senior most levels. Um, Chief Master of the Air Force Bass. I've known her for 12 years. We were stationed at Ramstein Air Base together when we were wow. senior Master Sergeants. Uh, Chief Master on retired Manny Panero, our former um, first sergeant functional manager. We were stationed at Ramstein together. Uh, my buddy, Jeff Pond, who I just mentioned, I had dinner with last week. We were a young airman together. He retired as Chief Master on Select. Um, so you, you show me your five closest associates and I'll show you your Air Force future. 
I like that one. And you know what? The, the, the interesting thing is, is that the general said almost something very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I couldn't agree. Your wingmen are what can guide you and make you become successful yeah. uh, if you all are in that right mind frame yeah. of, of doing the best and, and living by the core values. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I hang out with them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are uh, always together. Yeah. So uh, before we wrap everything up, do you have anything that you'd like to add to the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, to anyone listening, uh, any uh, any listeners to Sergeant Checks po- uh, podcast, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for what you're doing uh, for the 347th for the Air Force Recruiting Service for the Air Force at large, or maybe if you're an applicant uh, listening to this podcast, uh, welcome to the Long Blue Line. You know, as I get go into the twilight of my career, and we've as we've talked about a little bit, you know, um, you know, I know our air force is in good hands with some outstanding leaders that we have uh, within our formation, within our ranks. But um, just thank you. I, we know it's been a challenging year uh, for Air Force Recruiting Service and for all of the Department of Defense re- recruiting organizations. Uh, it's been a challenging year. Twenty three um, will be, we think, uh, just as challenging. But there are some indicators that do give some optimism that things uh, will be better, will look better. Uh, the thing that I ask uh, our airmen is, as they go through this journey, as they continue this journey with us, is always take care of yourself, take care of your families, and take care of each other because nothing is more important uh, than yes, we need to accomplish the Air Force mission, but. Uh, the people that are around you, the people that love you, the people that you love, uh, we want to make sure that they're there for you the whole uh, the whole way uh, on this journey with us and that you you have the opportunity to take care of them. So take your leave, go to the dance recital, go to the soccer game, take that cruise, go see your parents, do all of those things because without that, you're not going to be on your game and where we need you to be. So I would share that with uh, with our with our formation and with your listeners. Again, take care of yourself, take care of your families, and take care of each other. Chief Goldstrom, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, buddy. It's been a blast. Nah, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Command Chief of the Air Force Recruiting Service, Chief Master Sergeant Antonio Goldstrom. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Air Power Hour. Take care, friends. 